Oh, hey, babe. Um, I'm not your babe. Welcome to Not Your Babe, the podcast celebrating female empowerment, women in business, and tackling some of the issues that women face in modern day society. I'm your host, Katie Lee, a Liverpool-based artist and a celebrator of indie biz everywhere. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Not Your Babe. We've got Nikki from Pedal with us today. So she's the founder of Pedal. She's an advocate for indie businesses and creative independent markets. So hi Nikki, thank you so much for coming on today. Hi Katie, thanks for inviting me. So you've been running your business for a few years now actually. And if you would be able to just tell a little bit of why you started Pedal, how your passion project was born and just how your journey's been so far. So, um, it started actually back in 2016 when um, I I loved going to markets and I could always find the ones that were close to me, but I could never find new ones or um, or sometimes I'd miss ones that were like more coarsely or, you know, were on less frequently. And I just got really frustrated. The alternative websites were heavy in advertising and just a bit uninspiring and lackluster to be honest so I didn't ever use them at that time I wasn't even on Instagram um I know who wasn't on Instagram (laughs) um and then I I just had a really vivid dream it just came in a dream and I the whole night I felt like I lived about 20 years of my life (laughs) and I sat up and in the morning, I was just like, right, I have to do this. I felt really energised. I felt this weird kind of clarity that I just had to go and do it. And I've had no experience in marketing, no experience whatsoever in what I was about to embark on. But I'm guessing just my passion and enthusiasm and perhaps the not knowing as well, it's total um, unawareness of what was about to come and create so I yeah just from this from January 2016 I went out to my first market it was freezing cold and raining and I was out from about half nine till three in the afternoon and I think I was blue um, by the end of it and I was just chatting to stallholders I just wanted to see how whether they'd be interested in um, joining us to share their businesses online and Actually, we got loads of positive comments from that. Um, and I wasn't sure that even then if it was something that I would carry on with. But I started then just before even any creating any website. I just went on social media, started creating a community. And, and then it went from there. I think I created the website in about July of 2016. But this was a different name then. So my brand was called My Artisan Markets. and over. The next year and a bit, I was still working pretty much full time. I was a teacher. So anybody who teaches knows that even if you're part time, it really means full time because you work yeah. lots of hours. My mum's a teacher, so I um, definitely, <laughs> definitely yeah, have no, seen no, that in her. <laughs> yeah, so it was really busy and full on. And I was learning all the time. And I was doing like, I was learning even with social media because this is just apart from Facebook and not really done anything. And um, I was doing a lot on Twitter at the start. And then I think I started to realise about a year in, I thought this name just isn't right. I loved what it stood for. So it was like my artisan markets. And I loved how we could change it around and it'd be my farmer's markets and my, and you know, change the different type of market, my maker's market. And, but it just didn't work because, because it had the word market in it. People thought we ran markets. Um, and it was like a niggle 
on my shoulder all the time. Every time I spoke to somebody, I had to explain what we did. And it was just, it just got to the point where, one, it was a long name to say as well. Yeah. <laughs> I really hated that. Um, and then it just got came to a point where I was like, right, I need to change the name. I can't carry on with this name. And so my designer just one day sent over a few different like suggestions. Um, I'm giving you my whole, the whole journey right now, by the way. No, that's what I want. Like, I, I love it. I, I this is what I love about speaking to business owners because most people when you speak to business owners they start it by accident <laughs> like it's just like oh we'll give it a go and then look at you four years later it's you know and that's I think the, the side of business that I like sharing is that no one really has a clue to be honest like we're all just completely winging it and figuring it out as we go along and that's the way you have to do it you have to be willing to just like try it and and fail and learn from as you say like the name like you need you wanted something shorter so like that's where your journey's taken you and pedal is it's so catchy um like it's so short and like to the point you definitely I can see why you came away from my artisan market even though it sums you up but I would probably say the same I think I would have made that assumption that you were running markets rather than like a community so yeah pedal when I changed it I loved for me, like the markets and all the markets that are out there, it's very old kind of part of our heritage, isn't it? Markets and people going out to them. And I loved that pedal was the way we've sort of twisted it with the 3Ds as well. It's a bit of a quirky modern take on what is the old kind of market scene. Um, and so many markets are very much reimagined from previous like years gone by where that's where we'd pretty much do all our shopping and can you imagine like moving forward in 20 years time because we've all been in lockdown for so long <laughs> or it feels like so long loads of people get getting back out to markets and doing it as a, a real social space as well so I don't know I just look forward to potentially could come I think 2020 has been I think at first it was like a shock to the system but then I think now that we've all had time to adjust to it um, I had someone on, on a previous episode and we were saying that it's forced us to sort of strip our lives back to the bare minimum, like almost go back to the old ways of doing things and sort of realising how good those ways are, like supporting your local businesses, like giving your money back into your local community, walking to like your local shops and like actually getting to know the people who've made the products, who've made the food or like, you know, running their own family business, you know the person behind it. And that's what I think is so lovely about markets. That's why I've liked doing them myself as a stall holder because you just meet so many fascinating people and so many amazing people while you do it so I think Covid and the pandemic and 2020 in general has been a very difficult year but actually maybe the year that we needed because it's forced you to get back to your community and to appreciate in your local wares and as you say like going back to market so I hope that in the next few years we go back to the way we used to do things but with and you know we've still got the new technology which makes everything a lot easier but maybe going back to connecting with your local community and, and embracing your small businesses because they are what makes the communities so colourful and so such a tapestry is the small businesses you don't want a load of robots doing the same thing I totally agree I think it has it's been we have lost our way a little bit and we're all you know this kind of want need instant kind of society that we've got where you just go online and you know what amazon and those kind of websites they have a place they do they are useful for 
for certain things because not everything you can buy from a local business but there are a lot of things that we can and I think just that time to reflect and think about it a little bit more but also look at how technology can um support what we do you know I think that's in a way what we create with pedal um markets have been kind of a little bit behind for a while you know they've they run in the, like markets and they're in person and they're wonderful and that's absolutely perfect. But actually, we still need to complement it with the, the technology and be able to reconnect with those storeholders and um, and purchase from them directly or start the conversation if not at least if not buy online, start the conversation on where they can find them next. And I think if we use it well, technology really complements the in-person event and that's kind of what I'm trying to do with Pedal. I really want it to be about getting people to go out to events and I know we've done the online markets but that was a necessity really um, I guess but when all said and done as we move forward I'd love to just get back to the here's a market get out to the market this is where you can find it these are the people you can find there and then it will it will be a better kind of move forward about society if we do just embrace the community and those small holders and the independent businesses I totally agree yeah I love what you've said there about the technology like complementing it because I definitely agree like I think I can't actually remember how I found out about your business I think it was at the um market in the palm house the Sefton Park yeah. one there was a, a couple of storeholders that had the icon and I was like what is pedal um but for me like I go to markets as a storeholder but I've always liked going to them as I say to to meet people and meet new businesses and just see the amazing like quirky businesses that exist out there and the different products that people are making but I'd go to markets and I'd go home and I was like oh my god I can't remember who that was like I saw this thing that I really liked and I've like, taken a picture of it and then I couldn't remember the name of the business whereas with Pedal you can go and you can actually see who's going to be at that stall and if you get home you can then see who was there or you can find your particular makers and see what stalls they're going to be at like what um markets they're going to be at so it's such a brilliant way of like keeping that connection and and for the businesses it's a brilliant way for getting like repeat customers as well because people can be like oh well I really liked that um that store like where are they going to be again I want to go and shop with them again definitely um and I think it's nice to have the online side and I want, I want to ask you a little bit about the online markets as well because I know as you say that was a necessity um so how have you found them in contrast to the markets in person where you've obviously got your stall and how have you actually managed to organize them for anyone who's not been involved in one who might want to be involved in one how does it sort of work as a stall holder yeah so um yeah again yes i think it was like in 2018 i've created the rainy day market so there was a market an online market platform on pedal for quite a few years and it was just because the weather was always so awful so when the market shut and all these storeholders had created products or even create food and the markets are suddenly shut then what do they do and how do they sell that so this is how it kind of works and this is how it worked from the very beginning those two years ago but it was hard because people didn't really understand the concept 
the way we work it is a stallholder, it's all done in the back end of our website. The stallholder adds a few bits of information, um, an image and a link to wherever they want to point people at, say their own website or um, an online marketplace of which there are numerous out there. So they just had to provide a link to allow people to shop. And um, okay, right now I've got a cat meowing at me in the window. <laughs> I allowed just a little moment. I'm so sorry. So yeah, that was back then, and we still run it exactly the same right now. We have an image, like a, a market page, consists of many stallholders with um, an image, and then a shop now button, which just takes them directly to their markets, their marketplace, or their own website. Um, once, yeah, and then they can go and shop direct with the stallholder. So. I just brought that forward to make our online markets. And one thing I wanted to do this year was kind of have themed markets. So pretty much every market has had a theme. And we opened with the random acts of kindness one. So I took a I took a bit of a break when it was all first announced and then had a good old think and then came up with the idea of making these markets themed. So it was a gift market. So we slightly changed how we the format of how we ran them. So rather than pointing to a shop a whole shop we pointed to a single item and this was about the stallholders choosing a gift and it would be gift wrapped and with a note inside and you would purchase it but have it sent to whoever you wanted to send a little random act of kindness gift to and that was really really taken up so well it was such a fun event all the stallholders felt the just it was such a nice vibe with everybody because we're all dead excited that you're doing something good for somebody else but actually in the process of buying something for somebody you were giving back to the small businesses as well so it was kind of like lots of giving going on and that was nice and we've had big massive local markets so I've then diversified slightly more and rather than just have one market page you, you land on a market page and we've then got locations so you could shop from people that were local to you which was again really important particularly around um and now about limiting the amount of travel products are doing in postage and things um so yeah the, the online markets have really taken off. They've grown the hard, the really hard, because online markets, when you are shopping in person, you can chat to the person, like you said, and you get that real bond with and connection with the maker. And it's more tricky to do that online. And there are more points that you can get distracted. How I've just proven the cat needs to come in or, you know, it's just like there's just different things like that that break you away from your online, um, the online experience. Whereas when you're in person at a market, you, you're one-to-one with that stallholder and customer. And that's such a special thing to have. And that's why we never want to move away from that. But the online markets definitely served a purpose and have been fab. Um, and lots of people have been running them and people have been running them so differently. Um, and there's no right or wrong. You know, I think most people will have seen that lots of people have been doing it on social media. So doing posts on, on the grid, on Instagram and things, but you can't link to anything through Instagram like that. And then you can do it on Facebook, but 
Facebook, you know, everything is just a little bit more difficult to be to see everything all at once. Whereas with us, we have a single page that everyone points to, that hosts all the all the people taking part and the community aspect around that, and getting the uh, Instagram lives chats going on between makers and that it's all just been a real learning curve, but really fun and different and needed during this time of lockdown, really. So, yeah, I've loved putting them together. They've been blooming hard work. <laughs> um, but I don't regret putting, you know, putting them out there and getting them started. And even I even feel moving forward, this is a thing that can complement, again, the actual in-person markets you know not everybody can get out to markets all the time and we're talking customers and stallholders due to various things so if people can run their own online markets and stallholders could even club together and make mini markets then it's it's just all part of your income stream as a stallholder and um and raising awareness putting your business out there online for, so customers can find you i definitely i think it's amazing what you've done there just to go back to the random acts of kindness market that is such a lovely idea and i think when you've said that it's you're giving to obviously someone but you're also giving back to the business you're sort of giving two gifts at the same time and i agree that definitely um on, like that online community has, has been needed at the moment that support for your other storeholders for your customers um and in the same way I, I do agree that um it's it's very special when you're running a stall in person but it's also opened up opportunities as you say for people who maybe couldn't run stalls or have other commitments that mean they can't spend a full day on a stall um and they can just they can run it from home, they can sort of slot their day around it. Um, and it is a bit more flexible doing an on online market. Um, and I think what you're doing with pedals fantastic, as you say, like it's all in one place. It's a lot more user-friendly because I have seen there's been loads of online markets popping up, everyone trying to do it in different ways, like sort of doing the best with what they've got to try and still um, keep connected and keep the their brand going, like keep the name out there, keep finding new customers. Um, but it's definitely like the way you guys do it is really, really user friendly um, and it is all, all in one place and you can find the other storeholders and it's fantastic. But yeah, Random Acts of Kindness is a really, I really love that idea. Um, I'm not surprised that that did well because I think you've done it at a time where we definitely needed that. Everyone was feeling a bit blue. Like every there was a quote where it was like, we're not all, we're not all in the same boat, but we're all in the same storm. So everyone's got their own things that have come out of COVID and it's been difficult for people in different ways, but we're all still going through the same pandemic and it's having that collective of like, right, we'll try and support each other where we can um, and do what we can to, to share and just give that little positive boost, I think is such a, such a lovely idea. I'm going to hopefully do that again. It will be planned in I think it was like World Kindness Day in February. So, because we're not going to be fully out of this anyway. So, I don't think. So, we might have, have that one again over in February 2021. So, one to look out for. Yeah, I think even, as you say, though, even when we are out of the pandemic, there's so many positive things that have come out of it. Like, everyone's had to create that sort of online backup for if 
things going wrong and if you know if it's raining or there's bad weather we've all got a solid platform now where we can be like okay well if we can't do events we can still do them online we can still adapt and um create and promote ourselves in in some way and connect with other storeholders and as like I I love markets and I can't I can't wait for them to come back in real life because but it is hard when you're sat on a stall for a full day um but as you said before like you're very that connection that you get with your customers is so valuable and you you have to be very present when you're on a stall for the full day when you're running a market stall um you're present there for the whole day like quite often if you're running it on your own it like I know I've just been like hiding under the table eating my lunch because there's no one to cover my dinner um but you are you completely like you can see people looking at your products and it's it's that instant feedback of like seeing which products are working well and knowing which ones people actually enjoy and just getting that positive feedback of someone saying like oh I really I really like what you're doing here like it's amazing and you can't get that as much online but it definitely complements it if you're doing both um and they do feed into each other so you can then sort of funnel people to be like oh well I'm doing an online market if you can't make it to the next one like you can come and look at these um and same with the online markets to to funnel into real life ones you can say like oh we've got I'm doing an in-person market because I do think they they are just fantastic if people haven't been to markets I'm hoping that we get more of that as we said like more people going out into their local community walking to the local market because it's something so fun to do like even like a social side of it um I end up chatting to storeholders for hours (laughs) because I'm just like grilling them I'm like did you make this like how did you make that that's amazing um maybe that's just me I don't know um (laughs) probably just me grilling them um but yeah in terms of Christmas obviously this like sort of October, November, December is usually crazy for market season. How have you found it um, this year with COVID? Like how has it affected you or has it actually been the same just on a different platform? Um, Yeah, I kind of guess it's been the same. It's more heavy of me sat in front of my computer and working. I'm doing a lot of like admin now more than I would have been whereas I'd have been going out and visiting markets and doing lots of like videos lives whilst I was out at markets and then I'd started doing like a day out at a market videos so I'd have been editing and doing things like that whereas now it's very much um about organizing the next market the next market so we've had um 10 markets so far this year we've got another two left um, but then obviously the markets are opening up again, fingers crossed, properly opening up in December. But to what level, we don't know. Market organisers are having to prepare things and plan and then without knowing really if it was going ahead, which is very frustrating because they're putting in the hours. And so there's just so much uncertainty, I think. And right now, it's for me, it's been more about, yeah, just admin. And then managing and supporting our community, I think, you know, in terms of the, the emotional side of it, it's really, it's been a real year of sort of overwhelm and how we're going to cope with this and how we're going to manage. And it's just sort of dealing with, working with expectations on that level as well. So it's been busy, um, yeah. to answer your question, it's been busy comparably to last year. However, not busy how I'd planned because for me 2020 was going to be about going out visiting loads of new destinations going all around the country 
um, and Scotland wanted to do more up there and Wales and things and it's just not happened so I'm busy but not how I thought I would be busy if you know what I mean if you'd asked me at the start of the year. <laughs> Everyone's had to massively pivot haven't they and I think when you're saying they're like trying to plan in has been quite hard because for me I feel like as soon as I've got used to it the rules change again I was like well at least we're all learning how to be adaptable and flexible because you've had to be this year that it just you just don't know what's going to change by the time you plan stuff in and as difficult as it is um I think what you're doing is really really great because it's giving people that platform no matter what the weather and no matter what the global pandemic um is going on um but yeah it's definitely I've I would say I've the same for me like it's been busy but in a very different way like more sort of doing the admin backing stuff up and like planning ahead as well which normally honestly hands down I wouldn't be as organized as I've been (laughs) with like planning ahead because I've just made like a full business plan for like the next year and a half and like normally I'd just like play it by play it by ear a bit and see what's going but because I've had that time to actually put some solid plans in place even if they don't happen for like two years um I suppose I've sort of taken the positives of like okay well I'm doing a lot more admin but I normally just put that to the bottom of my list so at least I've had the time to to do that and make some sort of solid goals and solid plans even though they might not be happening when I would have liked them to um I can still put them on the back burner for when everything starts to come out and go back to the sort of well the new normal um because I do think there's hopefully some permanent changes that have come out of this like supporting small business more um and supporting your local community and going to markets like there's some things that I hope definitely stay after Covid is a long distant memory um because I think despite the hardships there's been some real real positive change um that's happened in terms of people's attitudes and more consciously shopping like making more conscious purchases when they're shopping so like shopping small more um, particularly this Christmas and there's been a massive focus on shop small because there is so many businesses that are obviously struggling at the moment um, but we should do that all the time we should always shop small because I think it's for me I think it's so much nicer if you know um, the person who's made that product or you know exactly where that's come from and it's got more of a story behind it it's got a bit more character um, and as you said earlier like you know the online shops like Amazon and stuff like you can't get everything from small businesses but in terms of gifting or um like cheer up presents or anything like that it's I think personally always try and buy it from an independent business because I like that it's got a bit of story and a bit of character I totally agree I think I'd say presents but just for me so the things that I bought for myself <laughs> my own little presents to me as I walk around the house that I've just, you know, that I see everything has like a little story behind it. And I think you can't get that across enough until that's you, until you have those things in your home that you go, I remember when I was at this market and I bought this and you just know the story behind it. You remember the person that you bought it off and it's just lovely. And I think when you gift something, particularly if you've met the maker and you know who it's going to. It's just like a real connection with the product. And um, yeah, so I really love it. I love it when I go around to my friends' houses and I've seen things that I've bought them from makers and they've got them up on the wall. 
and I know the bit between me and the makeup I in it, and now I know it's up on the wall. I just really like that, and I just think I want to shout it really loud so everyone can hear, <laughs> <laughs> and to make everybody do the same because I think once you felt that, you you just don't want to you don't go back. You want to just go and buy some more things. Um, yeah, me and botanical prints at the moment is my thing, and I really <laughs> need to stop. <laughs> Mine's I keep buying like Himalayan salt things or like um crystal necklaces. I don't know why. This is my sudden this is my lockdown hobby is like buying all these spiritual items. Um because I've found like some crystal businesses and then I just keep finding more and I'm like, oh my god, well now I need one from this business. <laughs> I'm like, I need to stop. There's gonna be no crystals left in the world. Um <laughs> But that's right. But the, yeah, I'm the same. Like you just, I think once you start shopping small, you don't go back. Then it almost becomes like a bit addictive because you're just like, oh, this is so fun. Like I'm finding all these, like amazing, amazing businesses. Um. So just to go back to, for anyone who would be wanting to start their own business, obviously you're a business owner. When you've been doing pedal like along your journey as a business owner, are there any particular challenges that you've faced um or have you had any real big challenges where that you've had to overcome and how did you sort of overcome them um you can use the pandemic that's I think is one that we've all had to overcome but I think it was more I think naivety is just a wonderful thing actually in a business because if you know too much it's actually quite scary knowing what you've got to come in certain things you know I don't want to freak anybody out but it's it's a nice journey as you grow and learn and you're learning but to look back and think wow gosh I don't know whether I'd have started it I hadn't known all this but I'm glad I did because I love what it's for but the the things that I think have been my biggest challenges was when I started to realize that the name wasn't right and you've got products with your logo on and you know you've just bought like I had postcards, business cards and various things all with the old branding on Um, and yeah that was a big sort of challenge to me and I think also it's little things that I didn't realise but I think when you're starting out having a name that's quite generic or your own name but if some like my artisan markets was very specific to markets, so and also artisan, whereas actually a lot of markets people are designers uh, or they've curated their own shops, which are beautiful, but they've not made it themselves. And I started to I really led myself down a path that I didn't realise when I first created the name Artisan Market. So I think the name to be kind of really careful choosing the name and then also just getting all your social media handles so it's all the same I hadn't got that so that's always a challenge when you're sharing who you are if all your social media handles are exactly the same things like that just makes it easier Um, and it was something I learned possibly the harder way because obviously I had to when I rebranded that was clear obvious that I needed to find a business name with a domain and the social media handles that were all the same um and so that was my biggest challenge and it was you know when you've asked people like you ask people for advice about what to do and they're like no I, I don't like it or, and I'm just thinking oh no am I making the wrong choice that's really hard as well I think asking you're asking people for advice but you just want them to confirm with you that they like it too you know but people don't they'll tell you what they think and I, I got a bit of negativity about moving across to pedal particularly with it having 3ds but 
I just felt like it was right. It was the right thing for me to do. I really liked the changes and what it would, how it would make my business develop. But then, even once I changed it, I'd got the logo wasn't right, and I wasn't happy with the new logo that I created. So I had then had to redo the logo. And but once I got to that point, to where I am now with the logo that I've got, it was like a weight was lifted. So, and then. From that was September last year, and from that point, I was invited to go to uh, Creatable in Exeter. I'd been to the Creatable in Manchester, which was fantastic, I absolutely loved it. Um, and then went to Creatable in Exeter, and it was a big thing like a, a little me driving down the motorway, <laughs> listening to loads of podcasts, getting to there, and, and having my stand. But first of all, putting up that my stand with my new branding on and I just thought this this is so much better and from that point on I felt much more confident about pushing my brand out there more and more um and yeah so just making little sometimes the smaller decisions what, what appear to be the smaller decisions are the things that can be really consuming like I was ill for two weeks thinking about changing my business name because even my kids were going mom I hate it I don't like it <laughs> It's my summer, and they were they were really against me changing. And so you've got all these people telling you it's the wrong thing to do, but I knew I had to check move away. So you have to kind of having this ability to listen to your gut and what feels right is really important as well. I think. Um, I think that's a really yeah. important point. Um, and for any like budding business owners or aspiring business owners, it's great obviously to ask for advice from people who are like further along in their journey or like just like friends and family but at the end of the day it's your business it's your baby and it's your heart and soul that are in that so if something doesn't feel right with you at all no matter how off it how small that feeling of it being off is that's only going to grow so like with your name like you probably do just like it just doesn't it just doesn't feel quite right um and even if people are saying like oh I don't like the name you do have to stick to your gut and it's and it's your business that'll grow and quite often when you're starting a business it's against the norm so people do react to it differently like I know I've had negative feedback for stuff that I've done in the past where people are like oh is it actually stable are you going to be able to do that and I'm like well people aren't used to like it doesn't exist so people aren't going to understand fully what like advice to give you like same with pedal like the name and the brand and the business it was an entirely new concept so actually the advice people are giving is from their personal views and their personal opinion and you as great as that is to have like it's good to get external opinions external advice but as you said like it's very important to make sure you listen to your own heart about it because at the end of the day it is your business and if but you do have to go through that that process of admitting maybe that the name's not right or the brand's not right or even as some people have had to do during covid completely changing the business entirely when it's just felt like actually I'm going down a, a totally different path to what what I wanted this business to be I know I've done that in the past where I've had to sort of pivot because I'm like okay well I've been given great opportunities but actually they've taken me off the path that I wanted and you've had to sort of bring yourself back to no this is why I'm doing it this is where I want to go with it and I'm going to stick to my stick to my guns on it and just know that your decision have the confidence to know that whatever your decision is is probably the right decision because we're very intuitive creatures um as humans and usually if you've got that gut feeling that something's off it's usually because it's telling you that there's 
something better is coming on the way. I believe that anyway. <laughs> um, so for you, like changing your name probably felt like a huge, horrible decision at the time, but it was the best decision that you could have made. And like, as you say, like it seems like a small decision, but it's those small decisions in like refining your branding, like even like making sure that everything's clean on social media. Like it's the little tweaks and the little little decisions that actually can end up having a really big impact on how you feel about your business and how other people perceive your business and how it progresses in the future so I think what you've said there is really um it's really struck a chord with me actually because I think that it's really true that you have to just stick stick to what you want to do um and try and block out the external noise where you can yeah I think that's you've summed it up really well there and I think as well you have to have to listen don't you to your gut and I'm just in the process of potentially creating something new potentially and it's something that's like niggling me in the background thinking do I carry on doing this or do I make it its own thing do I create and so yeah you have to do that and I, you were dead right how you said about the small things making quite a difference in how you feel about your brand and for me it was just changing the name but even the brand once I created it in that was June 2018 when I changed pedal I still wasn't happy with the logo and people are like just leave it and I was like no it's not right and so yeah you just have to keep going until you are 100% happy with how it is and and we're allowed to we're creative people <laughs> we're allowed to have our creative divaness and keep going until we get to the point where we're like yeah this is it and as soon as I got to that point with the current logo I haven't had any more feelings about it not being right and and it just allows your mind to rest the other thing I was actually going to say as well is um when we're working on our businesses we're constantly working within our businesses sorry and we're doing all the admin and like the making and the creating and all that side of things sometimes it's really hard to step away and look on your business with you know objectively and um, almost look at it from a consumer point of view and look at it from like the client point of view so like your customers as it's that's really important as well to do and having given yourself the time to be the um, founder the CEO the director whatever you want to call it of your company just stepping back and I feel like the last few months I've not really had time to do that and that's not necessarily a good thing I keep seeing these people posting about having days away to just even a few hours within a day step away from your business all that admin stuff and look on your business as an external person but still with your same feelings and your gut and all that and listening and I think that's really important I think we should all do that from time to time go and try and use your own website as a customer you know it's a bit hard to do that when you've been bouncing around but Go see how it works for somebody or even get people to sit down and use your website where you watch them um, and see how they use it. You know, it's little things like that that I feel like I've, over the last few months, have missed out on because I've been so busy within my business. So I'm hoping when we've gone into Christmas and I have a bit of time off, <laughs> I'm hoping that I'll be able to 
come back and look at things a little bit more objectively and listen to my gut and see if these niggles of things that I've got going on in the back of my head, whether it is the right thing to do or, you know what I mean? And so Absolutely. I think there's actually a previous um, episode on this that we kind of talked about how important it is to rest as a business owner and I think there's always that need to like constantly be hustling and you do you get bogged down in the admin work you get bogged down in like the day-to-day of running the business that you forget to actually just step back and and look through the window at your business and see how it looks to other people because you're so in invested in it all the time but actually you're a lot I find um I'm a lot more productive if I make sure I've planned in days where I literally, I leave my phone at home, I don't look at my Instagram, I don't look at anything to do with my business, I take a day completely away from it, and then I come back and look at it with like a fresh perspective, um, as if it's not my business, and then just look at it objectively, and not necessarily critically, that's probably the wrong word, but like just look at it honestly, and think like, okay, where are the where are the glitches here? Where do we maybe need to smooth out the process for the user? Or where are there some potholes in the in the journey where I could just, you know, going back to it is sometimes just the small changes. Like for me on my Instagram, I changed the highlights of the story. And that was like such a small, um, like I changed the covers of the highlights. And it was such a small, like nothing job. But I was looking at my Instagram and I was like, oh, that looks so much better. That looks so much cleaner. And it's just like a bit more eye catching. And then like, it's just like those little changes. And like, that's not something I'd really thought about at all before, because I've just been constantly on the go. And then I took that time back to actually look at it and be like, how does this look to someone externally? Like, how would I as a customer look at this page? Um, and even though it's such a small change, just that adding a bit of colour and changing it so that it's a bit more clean has made like made a big difference. And I actually got some feedback on it. I was like, oh, OK, like that was actually a really quick job that has made a big impact. Um, and I think that that is really important that sometimes we get so bogged down in just being busy rather than necessarily yeah. doing like aligned actions that probably don't take as long but they will serve in the long run and it's really important to just take that time out and realize that rest is just as productive as actually being busy like having that rest time and having that time away from your business and away from business in general um is is really really productive I really need to change my highlights as well When you said that, I was like, oh, oh man, that's been one thing on my list that I just keep putting onto the next list, the next list, but it really needs to be done. And it, I'm just looking at your Instagram right now and it does look lovely. And yeah, it's all part of your brand, isn't it? You know? But it only took me, it didn't take me any time really at all. That's a lie, obviously it did take time. But um, <laughs> like it, it, it wasn't like a really time consuming job, um, but it did make a big difference and I think it was one of those quite often I think as a business owner there's your to-do lists are like longer than your limbs um and it normally is full of like lots of odd jobs like changing your highlights on your story but I was like okay well I've ticked that off and that list that had been on my list for it was one of those that kept getting put onto the next day and the next day and then just kept getting moved along and moved along and I was like just do it like literally just do it and then I felt like it was this massive weight lifted off my shoulders because it was a job that had honestly been on my to-do list for about a month and it just kept getting carried on from day to day and I was like right just do it and I was so surprised at how 
relieved I felt because I didn't realise how much that small job had become quite a big job in my head because it had kept carrying on. And every time I went on my Instagram, it was like a reminder that I'd not done it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, just do it, love, just get it out of the way. Um, but it did make a big difference in terms of like just sometimes those little odd jobs are actually having more of an impact on your mental state than you realise because it's lots of little busy body jobs that end up meaning that you've got a very busy brain which is obviously I think anyone who's in business would understand that you do have to wear a lot of different hats as a business owner and it is part of it but um yeah those little jobs get them get them done they really do um relieve you once you've done them (laughs) one thing I wanted to ask you about as well so obviously you mentioned about your kids are there any difficulties you've found obviously being a mum and running a business and being a woman in general that you found particularly hard um, or that you can give anyone advice who is maybe a mum running a business as well? Um, yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> um, no, I, this job, moving across, so when I gave up um, teaching and I moved across to do this full time, it was such a nice change that I could go and pick my kids up from school and I would be there for them at least in the house (laughs) if I'm not necessarily present with them all the time but at least they could you know I was around and I wasn't too tired to read with them and do those things I'm not a very good player if I'm honest I'm not like great at playing games with them I've always been a bit naff that way there was creative things to do I'd do that with them but I just had more energy and more time however the last this this year has been a really real challenge on being a mum and a business owner just because it's been hard and you've had to not only be a mum and a business owner you've also had to be their friend you've had to be their teacher and it's been a challenge and I'm really fortunate I've got two girls and they're dead good in fact one of them's off two weeks at the moment because they've been sent home for the whole year you know um but she's just cracking on so it's just nice that you're there for them and I think they really appreciate it but the feel with the business which is different to teaching is that you never it's never out of my mind and I think that's the only thing I, I definitely need to work on boundaries a little bit more but just need to set a bit more time apart but with everybody being at home with me it's been really hard to because they they want you as and when they want you they just want you and they'll just come in and it's like I can't just pick up work and put it down that quickly if I'm on a task it might be a task you know like let's just talk about these highlights changing the highlights your story starting half a task is really frustrating but kids don't have like they just don't have the understanding of what you're doing and stuff. So last night, for example, I missed a deadline for something. I was absolutely mortified I t- because I'd been working on the market at the weekend and I promised I'd take my kids to a shop to just fill all the Christmassy things. And it was horrible. I, I did go out in the end with her, but it was, it was just stressful and horrible. So that it's, it's a real balance, but I feel like on reflection, if I had to say, would it be better if I stayed in my full-time job or doing this I would do this all day long and I think just one last thing to say as well about that is the fact that they've been so inspired they've seen that actually there's more than 
just being a teacher you know as you're growing up as a kid you kind of want to do the jobs that you see so you kind of you see the people who are doctors and nurses and police and teachers but and that when I was growing up I didn't really get taught about running my own business this was not something that was discussed with my family because none of my family did it now kind of ironically me and my sister and my brother all own our own businesses <laughs> um, and yeah and so I just love how it inspires the girls to you know that's they both want to own their own business when they're older and I love that they need to go and think about what they're going to do but that's <laughs> that's quite fun and it's just been part of you know, being part of that inspiration is really lovely as a mom. <laughs> you've you've hit another chord with me there, just talking about running your own business. Because I think I actually think it's something that's um become more talked about over the last sort of I'd say like ten years anyway. Um, but I'm the same. Like no one in my family has ever run their own business. Um, and I think when I was in school, like you were sort of told that it was like go get your A-levels, go to uni, get a job, move into a house, like get a family settled down, boom. And actually like meeting other creatives and meeting other businesses, it just opens up your, this whole world of possibility that you're like, oh, I can actually do whatever I, I want to do. Like if I find something that I'm really passionate about, like I'm a firm believer that you can make anything into a business. It just has to be something that is like solid with your heart and like you're passionate about. Um, so for you, it was just you loved markets and you wanted to find more of them and you were getting really frustrated. And most businesses are started like that, where it's something that you wish existed in the world. Um, so actually just start it yourself. Like for me with Boss Babes, which is now Not Your Babe, I just didn't find a female creative community. There wasn't one. I was like, I want to meet other female artists. I want to meet other female business owners. And so I just started it because I it didn't exist. And then it's actually done really unexpectedly well and I think that when you're talking about like your kids and inspiring them I think it's definitely something that we need to try and get into like school curriculum is talking about the different opportunities that it's not all linear like you don't have to be in like a government job or um you know like a a real job which is a word that gets thrown around a lot like a doctor or a lawyer like those jobs are obviously amazing and so admirable we need those jobs you know we wouldn't function as a society without them but we also need small business owners we need creative businesses we need different things popping up and innovative ways of finding solutions to things that's what the beauty of the human brain is that we are very innovative people um and I, yeah I think they need to it needs to be introduced into school to have a bit more support for um trying to do your own business because I think if we did start teaching people younger it, it would help in the long run because having more small businesses actually helps the economy like it helps you have to learn so many different skills so if you were running your own business and then you decided you wanted to go and work as an employee you have such a diverse range of skills as a business owner that you would be surprised at like how many different job offers you would get because you'd go and apply for stuff and you're like well okay well I know how to do that I don't know how to do this I don't know how to do that so you have to be learning and thinking on your feet constantly because everything's adapting so for me, I really hope that, that in the future we start introducing that into the curriculum or into lessons like trying to teach kids and inspire kids to, to go off the beaten track and to try their own thing. Because I know for me, I, I wish I'd had that in school. I just started mine because 
I actually started mine because I was applying for creative jobs and didn't have enough experience. So I originally started doing like my artwork and stuff to build up a portfolio to then go and apply um, to go back and work in those businesses. And then realised, like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why would I go and work for someone else when I can do it for myself? Um, so it's really powerful, I think. And I think it's really nice that your kids are both now saying they want to own their own business. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> on the, on the, as my eldest daughter left primary school, and, you know, as like it says, there's like a little bit about them going through and it was like a real proud moment. I, lots of them were being gamers, YouTuber. There was a few astronauts in there, bless them. Um, and various things like that, which was great because it's all really aspirational. And but Emily was, um, own my own business like my mom. Oh. <laughs> it, it was a bit of a tearjerker, but it was nice. One thing actually, sort of talking about school um, and the education and bringing bringing sort of more entrepreneurship into school. I'm a massive fan of this. I would love to get my hands on this kind of thing. I dream actually about uh, trying to change this because I still love education. I was in it for 17 years and it's an amazing job. It's a knackering job, but it's amazing. Um, but actually when I was at school, we did an on, uh, enterprise week. But for me, it was just like a really fun week. And honestly when I think back I think I had no idea that on Enterprise Week was actually a thing to suggest that you could go and make your own business I don't know whether they didn't convey that very well or I wasn't listening I'm not sure <laughs> so maybe they did talk about it but it was such a good week when I was at school it was one of the best things that I remember about school I also loved all the PE and the art stuff so those things were like my favorite bits and yeah so they actually, all those years ago, did a really good job because they'd put it in. And I just feel like that needs to happen more. When I've been at school, I did I arranged a whole um, apprentice day with a whole of a year group. And it was so much fun. The kids did really well. They created a product idea and then they had to present it to the whole year group. And it was so much fun. These, these loads that you can get out of this kind of area of taking it into school. But anyway, digressing slightly, but I absolutely love it. I'd love to be able to somehow be a part of getting it into education because it is really important, like you say. Yeah, I like so what Matt, I think I said before, like my mum's a primary school teacher, so she's been a teacher for like 25 years. So she but she's the same. Like we have these conversations where we're like, I think for some reason the school systems become very rigid. And I think about like my skills and stuff that I would list on my CV, and it's not the subjects that you learn in school. It's not that like public speaking and stuff like that is stuff that I've learned as I've gone through and just throw my hand at it. And I think um those kind of skills would be brilliant to try and get into into schools because if you're not you know for me I I was never good at maths I was not amazing at sciences I loved it like I, I always say that I loved chemistry but chemistry didn't love me like it just we didn't get on um but a lot of my skills aren't stuff that you could put into a subject and for a lot of children that's the same like they're not necessarily academic in that they'd can judge it off a grade or a score or a test result um but there's some brilliantly like brilliantly intelligent children who just don't test well um and actually having those alternate opportunities and and opening their eyes to the different possibilities is so important because I think for me like when I've gone and worked in schools I, I still go in occasionally to my mum's school and there's some 
children who are really young who feel like they're they're failing because they're not meeting the school system and they're not meeting the requirements and actually they're brilliant they just don't fit into the boxes that that the school systems kind of become and education is amazing like you know there's so many it's it's getting more I think through Covid it's starting to get a bit more flexible again because it's had to be um but I do think it was it was quite heartbreaking to see some of those children feeling like they weren't almost feeling like they weren't good enough and it's it's not it's just that they there wasn't a space for them and they didn't there wasn't that knowledge for them that there are so many different options and actually you need to just try your hand at a few things and, you, and you'll find your way and I think yeah I think it'd be really like we did careers fairs and stuff at university but it'd be amazing to do like a children's version of a careers fair kind of thing and and doing like get a load of business owners get like a a careers market with pedal <laughs> in in school and get them running their own stores you know like loads of like there's so many ways to get kids thinking about it earlier on because for me like by the time I'd gone to careers fairs I'd already graduated uni and I was out in the big wide world like what the hell do I do now um and if I'd had that knowledge earlier it would have been amazing like I would have you know, you, your eyes are just open to the possibilities and you work, the world is your oyster. You can do so many different things. Um, sorry, I've gone off on a motivational speech there. But... <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, one last question. What would your key piece of advice be for anyone wanting to start their own business? I think just be, if you want to do it, you've got to have, the energy and passion and just keep going I think it's it gets these times where it gets hard and challenging and you have to ride out those times and keep going and it is you know it's a roller coaster as Indy Roller talks about um as Leona mentions you know it really is you have the highs you have the lows and when those lows hit sometimes you just got to step away and take a breath but also you have to just go right let's attack it in a different way and just be a little bit tenacious and go for it and as long as you are happy with key things like we've spoken about earlier your brand and stuff like that then just and you're enjoying it because it doesn't always have to be about making a business and making millions of pounds that's not what it's about if it's if it's a business that keeps like it's a crafting business that keeps you happy and keeps you away from thinking about work too much and it's just something that allows you a little bit of headspace and time and freedom that is great you know <laughs> keep going and um yeah enjoy it I think yeah definitely agree with you there <laughs> it's been fantastic to have you on um really really enjoyed this episode I hope you have as well and if yeah. anyone doesn't follow um pedal it's at pedal uk is it on instagram at pedal uk the 3ds the 3ds so i'll put a link in the details and you can go and have a look and um i'll put some links in there to the website as well so if there's any storeholders or business owners listening definitely head over and get yourself signed up because it's brilliant and hopefully we'll have you on again for another episode in the future conversation with Nikki I really hope you've enjoyed tonight's podcast um if you haven't followed her make sure you do on pedal make sure you also follow us at not your babe underscore collective on Instagram 
If you haven't bought from a small business this year, there is still time to do it. Some of them I know have closed their shops for Christmas, but you can always buy a gift card or even sharing or liking their posts really, really helps. Remember, a small business is for life, not just for Christmas. So they're going to need your support in January as well and in the coming year. Um, Thank you for listening to this episode and we'll see you again next week. Bye.